Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Gathered once again in the dark, dark woods along the dark, dark path. We're wearing our usual witchy garb. Okay, this is old bed sheets that we've wrapped around our naked bodies. And of course, a dunce cap with a very pointy top. No, listen, you already touched on the whole dunce cap thing when I talked about it. When I said that witches' hats are pointy and you said it was a dunce cap, and I explained that those are white and the witches' hats are black. This is a dingy dunce cap. All I'm saying hanging around for a while in the smoky room. You're hitting the the same notes again and again. And I gotta be honest, it feels like you're hitting both the garb and the hat. With part three here, it feels like you're, you're playing two different games, uh, Tyler. Excuse me, I think <laughs> you need... Which, Tyler? Your witch self and your naked body is exposed because you're not holding up your sheet. As Goody Salvin, you put on... Uh, I'm Goody Salvin. <laughs> you are Goody Salvin. I'm Goody You're Zalvin. bad Goody. I had a bit of dissociation there. My name is Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, and this is the podcast for Part 3, Chapter 24, The Hair Moon. And just to specify, it's spelled H-A-R-E, like the rabbit, not H-A-I-R, like the thing on and all of our heads. just to specify, it's Season 3. It wow. is not season three. I can't. We, are we going to do this eight times, speed? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, you're off the podcast. Uh, but it is not season three. It's sure part is. three. It's season two. The first half of season two is called part three. Yes. It's not too late. They can wreck on that crazy bullshit. Let me be honest. Make it I sort of feel three. like you're both wrong. Um, I uh, I love saying hair instead of rabbit. <laughs> do yeah? you? Yeah. Oh. Let's, let's class it up a little bit. Oh, okay. I had... Rabbits as pets growing up, so I think I know what I'm talking about. Really? Did you? Yeah, I did. Well, How many? Don't say rabbits. Say two. Hair. Bunny? Uh, they were bunnies. They were lop-eared rabbits. Ooh. Lop-eared is down-eared. They were very cute. What were their names? Uh, Sniffles and Zoe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I, I got to be honest. Sniffles was my pet, and then I left for college, and they got Zoe, and I was like, what the fuck is this rabbit? Who's wow. this new rabbit you got in here to Who? replace Sniffles? Oh, well, they didn't replace Sniffle. They replaced no, you. <laughs> Did they replace me with a buddy? Yeah. Yep. 
I'll tell you what, it kind of felt like that sometimes. You have a lot of hair qualities. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of hair. All right, let's get into the recap for Sabrina so far, part three. So Sabrina Yay. Spellman has freed her boyfriend, Nick Scratch, the OG bad boy, which we're definitely yes. going to loop back to. He is bad, bad, bad. She even oh, says man. it in this episode. That's what I loved uh, about that. I don't want to say I think we're forcing the hand of the writers of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but... I think we are. Yeah, we got our hand on the wheel a little bit when it comes to the bad boy nature of my man, Nick Scratch. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. So Nick Scratch, the OG bad boy, he has been freed from hell, but there's been a price. Nick is dealing with some serious PTSD due to having a Lucifer trapped in his body in his flesh, Acheron, and is hurting himself using drinking a lot of absinthe and using a lot of torture sex demons down at Dorian Gray's bar for witches. Uh, meanwhile, Sabrina has agreed to become Queen of Hell. Info she hasn't really shared with everyone yet. Uh, she's also on a quest for the unholy regalia, three mystical objects that sexy Budman Caliban is also searching for. Doesn't play a lot of this episode, no. surprisingly. Yeah, odd that they were like, there are three objects. In this episode, you're dealing with one of them. But the quest continues Another time, yeah. Because we yeah, are dealing we're with take a time out in the middle of the quest. Listen, that happens. Also, sometimes. Sabrina was mad casual about this the whole time. You think they did the whole Lord of the Rings quest in like one week? Yeah. No, they took vacation. Quest. No, Why did they have a round table? They weren't like requesting all the time. They're like, gotta go back to our table. Exactly. They were playing beer pong on that table. Absolutely. Nope. That's what. It, that's why it was round. So two games could happen at once. Yeah, that's insane. That's uh, true. And look it up. Lilith, who is still in the form of Sabrina's teacher, Miss Wardwell, is advising her in hell. Also, Sabrina saved a little girl from an evil ice cream man. And when Lilith returned the little girl, she told the mom her name was Mary Wardwell because they look the same. So that plays it a little bit this episode. Sure does. Uh, Sabrina's human friends, Roz, and her ex-boyfriend, hold on to that for later, Harvey are getting hot and heavy. And Roz, by the way, has a psychic vision power called The Cutting, while Theo, Sabrina's other friend, has been romancing a new guy named Robin. Unfortunately, Robin turns out to be working for an evil carnival that's come to town called Dr. Carcosa's Carnival. Uh, they worship the old gods and seem to have their eyes on various townspeople in Greendale. Yes. Again, we'll get more back to that in a second. Over at Witch School, Aunt Zelda has taken over, but the coven seems to be losing their power. She's super stressed. She's very stressed out. She's yeah. been lashing out even more than usual at everybody. Uh, and Hilda, on the other hand, having a good old time. She was proposed to by her boyfriend, who is Gata from Battlestar Galactica, and has some serious friction that is building with Zelda. She her also family. has been doing some great writing. Some great, very yes, sexually charged writing. Some erotica. Uh, Pete is waggling his eyebrows at us right now yes. in the grossest possible way. Well, Pete is also an erotic author. Yes. Uh, tell well, us, what are, what are some of the titles of your books, your erotic thrillers? Uh, fuck You. Yes, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. Fuck You, Good Night? Is that yes. what it is? <laughs> uh, Punish Me, Frank. <laughs> that's a good uh, one Punish Me, well. Frankly. Yes. Uh, a couple of other quick things uh, before we wrap up here and get to the episode. Uh, Ambrose is Sabrina's, Sabrina's cousin. He's good at research. Prudence is her frenemy, and she has two sinisters, uh, Agatha, and the most important character of the show... Dorcas. Oh my God, dude. I as soon as I watched this, I've thought of you. Oh my gosh. Dude. Makes dude. sense. Whoop. I thought of you, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. I don't know what we're going to do. I, I, I don't know either. We're going to have to talk about this. We're yeah. going to have to break this down. Hopefully, you guys are strapped in for a three to five hour podcast. Yeah, because yep. Dorcas got deuced. 
Dorcas got what? What? Deucid? Deucid? Yeah. Medusid? Oh, Medusid, not Deucid. We're calling it Deucid. She got Deucid. She got dropped and shot out. No, not Deucid. It's Deucid. Medusid. Yeah, she got Medusid. You were just kind of missing the Can we stop saying this? A cool way of saying it is say Deucid. Yeah, which could also be twinned like the show The Deuce on HBO where there's two James Francos. Wow, long walk around the barn. Also, Lucifer is currently in the body of Witch School's misogynist former headmaster, Father Blackwood, who is tied up into the basement. Uh, Last little bit of business that we do touch on here, which is kind of bonkers that we talk about. Uh, There was a bunch of witch hunters Mm. who turned out to be angels who popped in at the end of last season. Uh, We kind of thought they were all dead, except one of them uh, was, this was kind of left dangling. Yeah. And I could. Completely forgot about it. He attacked Dorian Gray at his bar. We never quite found out what happened to him. We find out this episode. What's yeah. going on? Very cool. Yeah, which is very, very neat. way to use the whole buffalo when it comes to storytelling. I I know you're joking about it, but no, I'm it, I'm not. Yeah. I mean that seriously. Like, yeah. what a great thing to remember and use in such a creative way in this episode. Um, also, they go to Riverdale, but we don't get any fucking Riverdale. That was last, last episode. episode. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Pete watched two episodes in a row to catch up, and yeah. so expect much more of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> super pissed about that. You can't go to Riverdale and not get anybody from what did Riverdale. You want? What did you want out of that? Because we talked about it, and we were like, anything. I think you made the point pretty validly, Justin, that with that, if like Cheryl Blossom walked in, it was like, what were you harpies doing near my maple trees? Right. That takes over it the would entire ruin episode. the whole thing. It would not ruin it. It would give us a taste of greatness that is Cheryl. But your favorite character from Riverdale was in the this episode, this last episode, the sign. Yeah, the sign. You love the sign. You love the sign. I just give me Errol, uh, Cheryl peeking out at the tree. Errol, was, she's about to shoot him with an arrow, but then doesn't. That's oh, all. I see why you said Errol. You were mixing up Cheryl and Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> which I ship pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, I, just give me something, man. Don't go to Riverdale. Don't have it be Riverdale, then. I'm going to record a Where bird. would you want them to go? I don't care. But if you're going to go to Riverdale, give me a little. Give me a little taste. Maple syrup. Give me a little taste. The little taste of maple syrup. That's yeah, I wish got. they went to Vermont. Uh, you know what? I'll, just, I'll record some Jughead VO and lay it over the whole scene so you can feel like something happened there. Good. Thank um, you. There's a mystery that's yeah. bubbling below the surface. But meanwhile, Archie is starting to do bocce. All right. <laughs> let's kick into this episode because so many things, as usual, yes. happened into this episode. Uh, we open up on Roz and Harvey. They're getting hot and heavy. They are going hard at it. Harvey doesn't have a shirt on. Shirtless Harvey. They were like, I mean, I, I don't know what the ab count. We do an ab count on every episode. Yeah, of, of course. High. Everybody High up in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right, a lot of abs. Saw, He's got a lot of abs. That's abs on abs. No, I'm talking about abs throughout the whole. We got oh. abs on. We got abs on Harvey. We got abs on Nick. We got abs on Sabrina. We got abs on Blackwell. We got abs all over the place. Yeah, Dorcas abs. The abs. There are like forty abs in this episode. Yeah, they Shake. should call the show "The Chilling Adventures of Abs." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So they're getting hot and heavy. Uh, and Roz says her dad, who is a preacher, who coincidentally is also Josie's dad, though we don't talk about that, yeah. uh, is out of town in Vegas, and uh, says, "Hey, why don't we, you know, get together? What do you think? What if, what if we finally go all the way tonight?" And uh, just as that happens, a snake lady passes by. Yes, as you do. I think um, 
Harvey is scared of, of losing his virginity. Yes. And we talked about this um, a little bit last episode when it comes to uh, how we, what we think this season is about. And uh, I made the point that, like, this feels like it, it's firmly in the Nick and uh, Sabrina world and Harvey and Roz are in their own world. This episode changed my whole opinion. Yeah, yeah. it changed the game. Because here's what I think we're heading towards. Um, later on in the episode... Um, we uh, are reminded that Sabrina um, ha- is still a virgin as well. I think we're heading toward Harvey and Sabrina losing their virginity. You think we're headed towards a bang sesh? That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Well, um, that's the. Sorry, that's a technical filming term. Yes, exactly. That's what. Uh, it, it's a certain lens you need to, for a bang sesh. Right. When the writing staff in a writer's room, mm-hmm. uh, they look up at the board, all their note cards, and they're like, "All right, we got the inciting incident." Uh, we've got the uh, denouement. Where, yeah. the, where does the bang sesh go? Uh, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's called. Uh, there's a great book called "Save the Bang Sesh." William Goldman. Right? Yeah, the hero's journey toward a bang. Well, sesh. what do you think? Just uh, totally seriously, what do you think? Are we headed towards a bang sesh? I mean that seriously. <laughs> I do mean that seriously as what I think the season's building Whoa. toward, and it makes a lot of sense. But I agree with you in the fact that this episode really changes the dynamics that we thought we were having going into the season because it. Uh, uh, the surfer dude who is uh, the hell prince. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, and I thought this in the first episode because he was nice to Sabrina for no reason, that there could be a possible relationship there. And Nick, the bad boy, calls it out because he knows a bad boy when he sees a bad boy. Bad boys and, see bad boys. Yeah. So he was like, oh, shit, this is happening. And he proved himself very unworthy to be too bad. Sabrina's bad. Yeah. He's too bad. So bad if Sabrina's having second thoughts... And old Harvey is having second thoughts of bringing them together. Oh, you're saying Nick proved himself to be too bad. Yep. I don't know about that. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more um, uh, Nick and Sabrina. Um, and no, you can't have Nick and Sabrina after Nick went off and well, uh, had some fun with the sex demons and got wasted. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, that's not how witch society works, though. So Sabrina actually seems surprisingly cool with everything that goes on. Yeah. She she realizes he's been dealing with a lot, which is great, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, But he's abusing that trust. Oh, let's We can talk about that later. uh, Once we get there, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Let's jump into it. Actually, we are on the Nick thing because that's what happens next. Uh, So Nick is about to drink a potion. He's about to put like a little dab of it. On his tongue, yeah. and that Sabrina astral projects in, invites him to a cheerleading flash mob, and he ends up drinking the whole bottle the whole thing, yeah, there, which was weird because we didn't never knew what that was or what's what that does. It's, it's very rare to drink something that comes with an eyedropper, sure, because you really that means you're only supposed to use a very little. Do you bit. think they're eyedrops? Maybe that's what he's he's just like what. Yeah. What will make me feel better? Well, yeah. I think if you drink the eye drop solution, it eventually works its way up to your contact lenses. Is yeah. that how it works? That's how you I don't sneak up. Contacts. That's how you sneak up on them. Yeah, exactly. from the inside. They say if you can't take visine, <laughs> you should drink it. Yep, they say if you they can't say. take yeah. the visine, get out of the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. Oh you don't oh. wear contacts. You have glasses. Yeah, I just have glasses. You you look at my face like almost every oh, day. Oh, I know, but a lot of people have. Uh, no, it creeps me out. I don't want to put stuff in my eye. You. Yeah, I used to do contact for a long time, but no more. Wow, nice. Oh, what happened? I got, it, you know, it's extra, extra work. Nice, not like glasses. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Not that much work. Glasses. 
so uh, then we cut over back to Harvey. Turns out the snake lady from the evil carnival has slept with Harvey's dad. Yeah. And not only that, is wearing his mom's robe. And he's she's, like, you're wearing my mom's robe. And he, she's like, do you want me to take it off? Dad, chan, 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 wow, chan. wow. Yeah, that's Stop. the extended cut. The chan, <laughs> chan. Um, And if we remember from the previous episode, um, she was like, I can taste the innocence on Harvey. Um, and so I don't, maybe she didn't say taste, but there she had, I can. we got to get this innocence. So I think he's the target there. And, and poor it, dad is. In the middle. And it does feel like what she's doing Poor here. dad. As long as he doesn't get turned into stone, he's doing all eh, right. He's good. He's been yeah. already drugged with magic. So he's doing yeah. absolutely fine. Uh, she also points out, she's like, I know what you're about to do with Roz. I know what's going on with you. In not straight out, but very strongly intimates it. And I think what she's doing gets to the point that you're making, which is he feels very uncomfortable about his sexuality. Yeah. And because of that, she is preying on that both with with all three things, with sleeping with his dad, with almost taking off the robe, and then bringing up Roz. She's just making him uncomfortable about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on with her. Then we cut over to the Spellman house. Again, a classic Hilda cooking sesh. She's making a nice pie, and they're going to celebrate the hair mood. And there's a very fun exchange here. Uh, they explain Sabrina is the youngest person in the coven, uh, and she needs to take out the rabbit and walk into the woods and sing a song to celebrate the hair mood. And Sabrina's like, we have a holiday where we literally eat a member of the coven. Why are we like, yay, rabbits, for the screen? And they're like, ah, don't worry about it. I thought that was very funny. I also think it's absolutely crazy that they're like, Hey, Sabrina, I know you have a lot on your plate, but we need you to also be this rabbit. Right. Like, give her a break. Yeah. Sabrina's got so much going on. She has yeah. so much going on. When you were a teen, which was one or two years ago. Exactly. Uh, did you have this much going on? Yes, I was on. <laughs> I the, believe that about you. Uh, <laughs> I was um, a member of the uh, golf team. Uh, sure. In my very <laughs> small country town. The fact that we had a golf course is insane. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. It does. It doesn't seem like a lot. Nope. There are points, to be perfectly honest. It was like honest, ruling hell. Like, this is an insane amount of things that Sabrina is doing at the same time. And then I do think back to my high school experience where it was like, all right, you have all of school. Then you have an after school activity. Then you go home. You do your homework. You watch a bunch of TV. You eat dinner. And there's still hours to go at that point. Yeah. It feels Wait, what? Still hours to go after all that? Yeah. Yeah. I used to do my homework in like 15 minutes. Oh, homework, fuck was, you. homework was easy. Fuck you. It's just because I'm fucking smart. You man. fucking <laughs> fuck. Do you know what I used to do, totally honestly? Whenever I'd get a new textbook, I'd run home, I'd open it up on the couch, and I'd read the entire textbook. What? Yeah. <laughs> just for fun. Even what? The, even math? Even math. You'd read a math I was book. just so excited about getting a new textbook. Wow. wow, that's cool, Pete. Um, wow. What's in your now? Relate your high school experience <laughs> to that. <laughs> Could you tell me what you were running home to do? Uh, I was made to do my homework, and I would get busted for drawing cartoons and stuff instead of doing my homework. Well, let me just say, Pete, if you hadn't done your homework, you wouldn't have gotten into Podcast University. <laughs> <laughs> it do. is funny that we had opposite experiences, but ended up at the same horrible <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> One of us great. went to Cornell. The other didn't. Yeah. Uh, there you go. But we'll never same know who town. that is. Yeah. Same town. That's right. 
Uh, all right. Uh, so then uh, we go over to Miss Wardwell. The Lost Girl's mom comes in and gives flowers to Miss Wardwell. Well, that's where we did a uh, plug for edible yeah, arrangements. Yeah, Alex, those were flowers. That was an edible uh, arrangement. Oh, edible an edible arrangement. How Jesus, dare me. you? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's a, like flowers times 10. Yeah. It's fl- flowers. You can are, eat like, flowers. Do you know the reason I, I missed it? Is it because it was one of those new chocolate-covered strawberries that have oh, a little don't uh, you tumor talk of about bananas in it? Oh, mm. Wait, have you eaten that? Yeah. Ugh. Why are you no, guys eating it? awful. Why are you guys eating edible arrangements? Dude, chocolate covered strawberries he eats. is the He's best. He's on an thing. edible arrangement diet. <laughs> he has it three meals a day. Wow. <laughs> They're fruit. really gross. It's, what? Yeah. It's like eating good. Wait, don't spoil it. What's it? What is it, edible arrangement? It's fruit. All I know about it is it's edible. <laughs> it could be anything. You tell me it's fruit? It's fruit. Oh, thing's fruit. Yeah. I can just go get fruit. But yeah. have you had one of those strawberries with banana tubers in them? Yeah. Ugh, so gross. It looks Not awful. gross. Let me ask you. Is Delicious. It, is the fruit really well arranged? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Would well, they really arrange it well? The so arrangement well. is what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like but you got to get it. You can't get it after it's been out for a while. You got to oh, get it. Oh, you mean like all shit. food? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't let it sit out like in the sun. Yeah, near yeah. food. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because I I eat mayonnaise arrangements oh. where I just set some mayonnaise <laughs> out. You stop mayonnaise, mayonnaise is the worst. I love mayonnaise. No way. No, so, I love more than mayonnaise tartar sauce. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's got mayonnaise. You got to leave that out a couple of days for it to really get nice and spicy. Oh. That's why it's green <laughs> and chunky. Yeah. Honestly. Tartar sauce is just me. mayonnaise and yeah. relish. Do you know what? I think you two should get together. I think you should dip one of those edible arrangement sticks in with the sauce? strawberry with the banana tubers into uh, some tartar sauce. Dude, why are you mad at bananas? No, I, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're just yes. agreeing with me, but you don't know what I'm talking about. There's this new thing that they have where they take a strawberry and then they take a tiny scoop out of it and they put like a little ball of banana or a pineapple That's and then great. they cover it in chocolate. Well, let me ask you, do you follow edible arrangements on Instagram <laughs> or, or are you just like trolling their yeah. new, new products? They send out a very nice newsletter. It's mostly poems and a yeah. couple Aww. of short stories. And then they put uh, pictures of fruit. That's great. I don't know why you're mad. That sounds delicious. It looks gross. It's. I'm sure it tastes fine, but yeah. why do it? Why not just put a why? slice of banana next why to a not? strawberry? I love the idea that Pete sits down at his office <laughs> for, to eat lunch with his coworkers, and he pulls out a full edible arrangement <laughs> and then slowly eats it, not with his hands, but just like puts his mouth on it like oh, an yeah. animal. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining that uh, he keeps it in the fridge for the first half of the day. And there's a note, like a little post on it that says, Pete's, don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's lunch. <laughs> Touch and die. Yeah. Uh, so this lost girl's mom gives the flowers to Miss Wardwell. It's not edible flowers. arrangements. It's edible, edible arrangements. arrangements. <laughs> you, do we talk about that? Yeah, we did. I don't remember. It's like oh flowers God. turned up a notch, Alex. It, you, they're flowers, but you can eat them. It's the best kind of flowers. They flowers should really are, call it that. They should call it flowers plus. Flowers <laughs> are just basically giving someone garbage. Yeah. Edible right. arrangement, that's a meal. Or that's three a, meals. It's eventually garbage. True. Like if, all things. If you leave it out. Uh, so she gives her, I want to say, edible arrangement. Thank that's you. Okay, there we and go. you let it sit out to marinate in the air. <laughs> right, Pete? You know uh, you That's why g- you get those delicious uh, black crunchy bits that fly onto it. Mm, flies. Mm, uh, yes. Oh, that's what they're called. Uh, so Miss Wardwell has no idea what she's talking about. Uh, then back to Sabrina, we get a fun little detail. I'm she, starting to feel real bad for Miss Wardwell. She's it like, is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting. This is like such a small part of the overall narrative, but it's definitely something they're building toward her breaking open the the fact that she is also that Lilith has taken her shape but like 
again, we talked about this last episode. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does this next clue mean? I'm hoping it's going to be like Miss Warwell, like gets some confidence, maybe gets some powers, and has to fight Madam Satan. It's a Madam Satan off. I do think it will Everybody eventually lead wins. to a confrontation between those two, but Miss Wardwell doesn't have any power. It's definitely of all the ongoing things they have. It's the one that's just sort of bubbling in the background. Well, yes. the thing is, it's like she might get power. You know, maybe she gets angry. Yep. Gets some Joins powers. Yeah. Or just some good vitamin C from the edible arrangement. That's real power. That's, that's real, real power. There you go. She's, you know, helps fight against the cold and flu season. Exactly. Uh, so then we get a fun detail. Sabrina doesn't know where Nick is. She writes on her hand to contact oh, Nick. Oh, what a this cool trick. thing. We should do this trick. Yeah, that would be so great. It would be uh, very cool. It's also the same as texting, but it would I be would cool. just put a little note on my hand, and then you would see it on your hand, and it would say, stop jerking off. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then you just keep going. Right? Then I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be like, new hand, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah uh, Nick isn't there He's continuing to doubt Absinthe and smelling More and more Like a good and plenty um, Meanwhile <laughs> Back with Bad he, and plenty. Back at human school uh, Theo is very curious About what's going on With the carnival What's going on With the snake lady Because Harvey's Telling him about it Theo is like Guys Let's go investigate. And they're all very excited about it. They're like, yeah, let's go investigate. Except for Sabrina, who's like, nah, I got to peace out. Yeah. I've got something else to do. They, she, they go a long ways to set up this um, cheerleader flash mob and then instantly bail on. Uh, she <laughs> right. has not done one cheerleader activity yet. I'm worried that she's going to get kicked off the she's team. She's bailing on everything. She bails on the cheerleader. She's like, you guys, we should be Fright Club. She We're going to be bails on her friends Avengers. again. She bails on the Spellman. She's bailing on everybody. Yeah. I don't like this, Sabrina. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Also, busy Sabrina, not a was, good Sabrina. She was supposed to be on our podcast. Totally bailed. She totally bailed. She is our fourth co-host. Oh, don't start <laughs> this stupid bit. That's Shh. about a different podcast. Uh, the other one who bails, though, is Robin, uh, for very good reasons, as we find out later. Who it's kind not of good reasons? Well, well, he's a bad for guy. him. Yeah, oh. it's good reasons for him from his perspective. No. Uh, and then Hilda shows up and says, hey, Sabrina, uh, we got to go to a meeting of Spellman's. There's a fun bit there where Sabrina's like, are you astral projecting? And Hilda's like, no, we can't astral project yeah, right now. We can't do anything. But Sabrina did earlier. Uh, and Ambrose explains the reason they are losing power is probably because they have offended the Dark Lord. I thought that was very cool. But they, I mean, Pete brings up a good point. They can. They seem to be losing their powers at a faster rate than Sabrina. Sabrina doesn't yeah. feel like she's actually losing her powers at all. Yeah. She right. doesn't seem worried about this in any way. If they've offended the Dark Lord, is he saving power for Sabrina? Yeah, I think or so. Or is it yeah. just she is just losing hers? But also, she's, she's the Queen of Hell, so maybe she doesn't lose powers because of that. Well, and I thought they were going to get to that in this episode, but it, they it isn't. She can't bring her. Well, that they, power. Do, also, they do specify it a little bit because just to jump ahead here. Uh, eventually, her and Ambrose decide to go down to hell. Ambrose is very excited about it. Yeah, it's uh, They talk to Lilith, and what Lilith explains, they're like, of course, there's got to be a battery in hell. There's got to be a lake of fire or something that gives hell its power. And what Lilith explains is uh, Lilith doesn't have power. Uh, hell doesn't have power. It's Lucifer who has the power. Sabrina says, well, what about an me? Angel. I'm half, because he's an angel. What about me? I'm half Lucifer. And she's like, eh, it's polluted and diluted. So I think to your point, what I infer in that is, yeah, she does have more power, but it, and it's like above a witch, 
but definitely below an angel, below Lucifer. But well, also, she, uh, Lucifer, probably wouldn't take away her powers because it's you know she's still you know the queen of hell and stuff. Though she but, did trap him there, yeah. and I do think though, though this connection to heaven, I think, is so interesting that they're making, and I think it's really. Um, a uh, portent that they're going to end up going to heaven. Also, it was interesting because they were talking about heaven and angels, and they were praying up instead of the usual kind of praying down, which was interesting. Wait, when were they doing that? To the moon. They were kind of praying to the moon. Oh, that's ah. true. Um, but also, what's weird is like, uh, you know, every time we've saw like, you know, kind of Satan, he's been very braggadocious. I'm surprised he didn't say anything. <laughs> To Sabrina. All right, Fergie. But <laughs> but just to be like, you know, like, you oh, you fucking, you know, you can't get rid of me. I, I'm i the one who gives you power. You know, like, he hasn't mentioned any You're of You're talking it. about when the, the Spellmans go to the Dark, to see yeah. uh, Dark Lord Blackwood, and he's got some real uh, castaway-style hair going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's looking crazy. They're switching. Uh, previously, we had switching between Nick and Lucifer. Now we're getting switching between Father Blackwood and Lucifer. And Lucifer reveals to them that Sabrina is the queen of hell and Zelda loses her shit. This is great. Should. I love this. Yeah. Of course she should. I love she says, ruling hell is not a summer job, Sabrina. I thought that was, yes, that's been the issue with everything. Yeah. yeah. And Zelda is kind of spitting out anyway this episode. We get a lot of that both through Sabrina and also Hilda. Uh, what, I, I, there was this really fun moment where, uh, you know, Nick is punching Satan, but every time before he gets punched, turns into Blackwood. And it's re- it was really, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, that actually happens right after that as Sabrina heads to hell. Uh, Nick sneaks in and starts beating the shit out of Lucifer. Uh, as he finds out later, Lucifer is like, you're not beating me up. You're beating Father Blackwood up. You're beating up my flesh prison. That's not actually hurting me. What you want to do is you want to hurt yourself. And I think that, you know, as much as he is Lucifer, his power, as he's talked about in earlier episodes, and I think aptly so, is he tells the truth. Like, it's yeah. his version of the truth. It's a modified version of the truth. But he is cutting right to Nick's core that ultimately Nick spent this time in hell and he wants to hurt himself more than anybody else. Yeah, and I love the where that takes us later in the story. I think it's weird. Like, I like the idea that they trapped uh, the Dark Lord in Blackwood sort of takes them both off the board. But also it gives them uh, a little conspirators. Like trapping yeah. the Dark Lord with Blackwood is sort of a mistake. Yeah, you want to trap mistake. them. You want to trap the Dark Lord in like Melvin. Yeah. Or another Ooh, horrible character. Melvin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Another bad character like no. Dork, like <laughs> Dorcas. Like Hold Dorcas. On. Hold on. Trap the no, devil no, no. with a real loser. Hey, you watch yourself. If you want to trap him with a loser character, go back to Nick Scratch, buddy. Oh, yeah. 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 What are you talking about? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Nick Scratch is the original bad boy. Listen, here's my uh, holy trinity of characters. Melvin, (laughs) what happened to Pete? Sneezed. Yeah, you just sneezed into your jacket. He's he's being depowered. That was just the biggest sneeze I've ever heard. He's being depowered by the Dark Lord. Oh, (laughs) okay. You got to pray to Dorcas, buddy. Yeah. Wait, what was your holy trinity of characters? Melvin, Elspeth, Dorcas. Elspeth? Elspeth. Wow, what a great, um, I don't know, 
digital series that would be there's those sure, characters aren't that. those characters aren't going anywhere oh man spin off spin off spin off listen netflix is riding high off the 2 minutes that everybody's been watching of the witcher 76 million people they announced uh, they can spin off whatever they want. Yeah. Melvin Elsmith. When do they Douglas. start announcing like the view numbers? Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. Uh, but it's off like two minutes of the episode. We're going off on a tangent. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, th- meanwhile, human friends head to creepy, dilapidated carnival all by themselves without any magical powers. Why? Except for Roz. They got Roz. She's yeah. And Roz, like, trust yourself. Roz, when you see a cunning vision, don't walk right in. Yeah, she's got a. Don't no. shake it off. Trust yourself. I think that's right, Pete. Yes. So uh, the three of them there, they're like, "Whoa, this is weird. It's the middle of the day, and nobody's supposed to be at this carnival, but also nobody's at this carnival." Yeah. Uh, and they get to the snake charmer's lair. Oh. Uh, there's snakeskin everywhere. She snakes her way out of the basket. Uh, looks at Roz. Roz screams and runs out with Harvey and Theo. And at that point, it turns out uh, Robin comes up, Carnival Barker, and Snake Lady are like, thanks so much, Robin Goodfellow. Mm, what there a shitty go. name. That's straight out of Shakespeare. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's not a good fellow. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole idea. He's named that because he's tricksy. He's a tricksy pair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't... That should be a fucking red flag. And then... His they, name is Goodfellow? Yeah. Yeah, but they give him their hands if they be friends. Yeah. Now everyone's names is that. Robin is there to make amends, right? You know what I'm talking about. I, I hear you. I'm a classically trained actor. Of course I know what you're talking about. The end of Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, Pete, though, are you saying people's names aren't true to what they like? I'm just saying if the, I met a new friend and his name was Robin Goodfellow, I would not trust him. You'd be well, suspicious because you know that names mean the opposite. Like, your name is LePage and you hate books. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so Ross gotcha. runs out. Uh, That's a long way around the barn. <laughs> um, we talked about the Lucifer Blackwood thing, which happens after that. Uh, we talked about Ambrose and Sabrina heading to hell. Uh, they realize they just need to find another angel, which we'll get yeah. back to in a moment uh, after they talk to Lilith. Uh, and then we get a big scene with Zelda and Hilda, who tells her... That Gata from Battlestar Galactica proposed to her, and she's like... Dr. C, stop saying that. Gata from Battlestar Galactica, and she's like, no, the Cylons are chasing him. You're going to be in serious trouble. You can't get involved in that. That's not what she says. I'm pretty sure that's what she says. That's what I heard. It is interesting um, how they are splitting up the family so directly. Um, In seasons past, I feel like they've split them up in ways that we sort of were easily resolved when this feels like a harder one to yeah. uh, bring them back together from. Well, uh, and it's also weird because, you know, Zelda was like, everybody's leaving me. And it was like, well, technically you were first out the door when you were going to marry Blackwood. So uh, that is true. I will say there's a really beautiful acting moment from Miranda Otto when Hilda tells her about the marriage proposal. They film it. She's looking towards the camera, not directly into the camera, but towards the camera, away from Hilda. And there's a flutter on her face as she realizes what's happening with Hilda. She hardens herself up, turns around with a cigarette, and just lashes into Hilda in exactly the right way. Talks about Sabrina, how everybody's leaving her and betraying her. But it's fine. I don't care. It's fine. 
and it's and such a elixir cigarette. It was uh, such a such a good scene from the acting perspective, from the writing perspective. Loved it. It's interesting the way they're positioning. Uh, like everything is changing, and Zelda is behaving sort of like a petulant, like Sabrina in some ways. Where she's I would like, say like Blackwood, like. Well, but he was always nefarious. I, Zelda's lashing out because she has nothing to hold on to. Everything's being taken away from her, her powers, her family, and she's desperately trying to stay on top of things. And is, is, they're all behaving a little bit selfishly. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the two ridiculous things that happen next. Uh, so they go to Dorian. They say, oh, you have an angel in the Caravaggio painting. You have him trapped in there because Dorian now, and I do love that this is part of this part, like that they've established. Dorian has a bunch of paintings that are just portals to other places. Yeah. That's a fun detail. Pull out that angel. Can you tap the blood in that angel? And Dorian's like, I'm a bartender. Of course, I can tap anything. I can tap anything. And as a former bartender, I agree, you can tap anything. Yes. Uh, So they do that with Dorian, uh, and they leave him there. At the same time, we get Roz is shivering and cold and scared and doesn't know what's going on. So Harvey runs to get help from Sabrina. Uh, but Harvey encounters Hilda instead, and Hilda's like, okay, we don't have a lot of magic right now. Take this blanket. Yeah, take a blanket? That was fucked that up. That was cold as ice. And then she wasn't, like, at all being, like, saw Sabrina, had a whole chat, and then was like, oh, by the way, your friend's turning into Hours a stone later. statue. Hours later, probably. That was messed up. Yes. That was and the it- first time I was like, Hilda, are you for real? You're usually the fucking staple holding this whole thing together. A couple scenes later, though, Sabrina has the same reaction. So it's not like she's, Sabrina doesn't care either. Yeah, she was like, oh, should I go visit? And she's like, nah. And she was like, yeah, you're right. They're just human friends. No biggie. Yeah. It what is- was this casualness with their human friends? Yeah, it was weird. Well, I do think it's pointing to everybody is distracted with their own stuff because there are so many insane life or death situations going on at Greedale right now that Sabrina has... The entire coven to think about. She has Queen of Health to be thinking about. She's got her cheerleading flash mob to think about. Yeah, Ross she's is not like thinking number about four that. or five on that list. I think she is thinking about that. She is. No, she's you thinking about. The she's thinking bro. about Nick, and she's thinking about maybe the coven. That's it. If somebody is off with that choreography, that video is not going viral. Yeah, and that's a big deal. I've let so many friends turn to stone for the sake of my cheerleading career. <laughs> That's cold and tice, man. Uh, well, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Yep. You know I know. I know. Uh, so the other crazy thing that happens at the same time is they're ignoring Roz is Sabrina is with Dorian and she's like, I'm not letting you out of my sight. And then she hears some whipping and she's like, I'm going to go over here out of your sight. What's that noise? That sounds like uh, a whip hitting the flesh of my boyfriend's back. Yeah. Got to go check that out a little yeah. bit. Uh that she'd be like, whoa, are you whipping somebody in this torture chamber of horrors? Yeah. I don't know, man. But then she does find Nick Scratch is there. He's being tortured by two sex demons. And she's, of course, not being tortured. It's what he wants. It's not pleasure torture. It. Yeah, it's yeah not he's having like, like a little bit of a... It's not torture torture. It's, it's like a bone sesh. Like fun. What? Bone sesh. A bone sesh, yes. Bone sesh. But they with... probably reached that on the writer's room board. They got yeah. there and they're like... That's a very often used card in the writer's room. (laughs) Uh, So uh, at the end of the day, when she gets back, Dorian has drank all of the angel's blood. 
I think mostly to solve his pimple that he still yeah. has. Ongoing. He's, One of the yeah, main characters. I thought the flower in hell was going to take care of cleaning that up. They mushed the flower. They mushed yeah. the flower so he didn't have it, so he had to drink angel's blood. Works this every time. This is another time. weird plot line that they're running throughout. It's a main, basically a main character. The uh, I mean, but seriously, though, uh, pimples is a huge issue. I struggled with it for a really long time. Pimples is? and Yeah, pimples. And uh, it's nice to see somebody else struggling with it. What do you use, Pete? This is our ad break, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah I Pete. use edible arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> My skin is now clear. Thanks, wow. edible arrangements. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. That's how they get the little uh, banana tubers of the strawberries. Yep. And they <laughs> suck the pimple juice out. Exactly. Gross. Good stuff. Uh, so Sabrina comes back. She only has a tiny vial of blood, but Hilda figures out, along with Ambrose, that what they could do is they could take the blood and they could turn it into moon juice that they're going to rub themselves of down. Of course, with. it's right course, obvious. Do the old moon juice. Thing. I. This is the closest this show has come to sci-fi gobbledygook, like. Uh, a Star Trek explanation where it's like, we've got to reverse the dilithium crystals and fly backwards around the sun. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Like, I love stuff like that. But it was definitely like, oh, of course, we could take this arcade ritual. Maybe it's true. Take a little angel blood, rub ourselves down with it in oil, lay under the moon and suck up the moon juice. Um, and it, I'll tell you what, it sounded crazy when they were all talking about it, but it was sort of cool when it happened. It was cool when it happened. Yeah. It was. Um, I like uh, one thing that I like about this episode in particular that I want to say now, in case I forget for later, is this part to me feels like they're exploring different aspects of witch culture. Yeah. Like part one and part two were about, as they call out at some point, satanic witches Mm -hmm. and what that means and how that plays out. And then here we're exploring different types of covens, different types of. Uh, witchy worships from around the world, and that includes praying to a moon goddess, which is what we get in this episode, and I think that's neat. Uh, yeah, I just I feel like with this episode there was too much shit going on, and it was hard to enjoy all the all the things. You know what I mean? Because it was just stacked on top of shit after shit after, and it was just like, wait, what, 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 what? You know, it was like it was really hard for me to enjoy any of the moon juice stuff because poor Roz <laughs> is a goddamn. Statue and Sabrina doesn't even know yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was. There's just. It's, it was stressful. I was stressed for a lot of this. Not episode. to quote the show, but would you say it's lunacy? Oh mm. my god! Uh, don't bogart the moon juice if your friends turn to stone. Yes. So they uh, go and they have. Uh, they're going to go and have a picnic. Um, oh, we talked about uh, Hilda casually mentions uh, that Roz is going on, and Sabrina's like, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, she's like, great, interesting points. Here's what's going on with Nick. Yeah. Uh, and she says the line that Nick has always been a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> and now uh, we're talking. What I loved about that is when they turned towards the screen and they said, please listen to the chilling podcast of Sabrina. Yes, exactly. Nice shout out. Uh, you know, we've always p- positioned him right where he is, bad boy. Yeah. Yep. Where else could they have gotten that idea? Yes. Uh, so Bad Boys for Life, the feature film. Uh, then, of course, <laughs> great feature film, Charles Melton from Riverdale in Bad Boys for Life. Woo! Brought it back home. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Good night. Nice job, Zelbs. So uh, then we get the seed of the hair moon ritual. And, of course, they're singing a classic witchy song as they walk through the woods. It is from the witch musical Spring Awakening by Duncan Sheik. Uh, the Song of Purple Summer. This 
was weird. Yeah, <laughs> sure was. This whole song feels like it was Dorcas's idea. Oh, well, oh, what is what? your deal? Like yeah. a bad Dor- idea. Hold don't, on. Don't, Dorcas said, say, do not. Dorcas ends up in dire straits by the end of the episode, and what you're doing is rude. Yeah. Um, Respect the dork, man. Dorcas? Respect the dork. Dorcas (laughs) Dorcas messes up a lot, and she's uh, not nice. Sure. Your problem, what was your problem here? That it was a Spring Awakening song? Oh, no, it was just very uh, odd and out of place. It felt like it was... Less, I wanted it to be more like witchy and yeah. weird, and instead it was like a pop song. Right. Well, that's the thing that was weird to me is like, I, I love me some Spring Awakening, but that they were like, we're going to take a song from 10 to 15 years ago and sing this in the woods works in any other situation except for this one. But yeah, yeah it's fine. It was good. Kieran Shifter has a nice voice. And then we get a scheduling conflict. You know, like if you're a cult, you need to schedule the woods. And make yeah. sure nobody else says that. You got to go to the sign-up sheet. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it turns out as Sabrina's walking through woods, she encounters the carnies, a bunch of tiny gargoyle kids. Yeah, and how does nobody know who they are or what's going on? What do you mean? Like the uh, carnies? Yeah, the carnies. Like the witches are like, oh, we've never heard of other people. What? Oh, we'll be nice to you. Well, how are you so nice and inviting to no, strangers who are this. wearing creepy like, masks? I, this is, I would say. Overall, this sequence of events was my favorite sequence of events in the episode because you have the Carnies come out of the woods. They seem like a very legitimate... Creepy group. Yeah, palpable threat is going on for the coven. Yeah. And instead, they're like, okay, you worship differently. Let's just kind of feel each other out and have lunch together. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah, and they get all the information they need to kind of wipe them clean. Absolutely. I mean, it turns out ultimately, like, yeah, the Cardis are the bad guys. Yes. But to the point of exploring different types of witch culture, I like the fact that we're getting... We worship the old gods. We are celebrating Ostera, and this is the way we're doing it. But you're doing this thing... Oh, shit. Alex is losing his power. Oh, my God. Do you have any of those edible arrangements on you? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, So, uh, but that they were celebrating things together. You guys talk because I'm about to sneeze again. Um, I mean, I agree. I like this a lot. And I don't know. They're just trying to figure out. I didn't like it because the fact of, like, here's a creepy group bum-rushing your group. But they're a creepy group. The the coven is a creepy group, too. Creep versus creep. But, like... The fact that you're going to extend an olive branch and then they're just going to decimate you because you were all like, oh, let's try to be nice to these creepy people. Well, but I think they were trying to feel each other out, obviously. Um, the coven is in dire straits because they need power and these people seem to have power. It makes sense to like check it out. But also the coven does a lot of things that insults the, the pagans. I'm just saying if I'm a secret coven or a secret carny group... <laughs> I am not going to be cool with, like, coming up in the woods on another group. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, hey, what's up with you about, oh, hey, here's our secrets. Yeah, we're out of power. Oh, what? A, you know what I mean? And I was just like, you've well, got to be a little bit more secretive. What's a fun activity you like to do on the weekends? Like, what's, a, like, an outdoorsy thing you do in the park? Uh, barbecue. Yeah, a barbecue. Thank barbecue. Barbecue juice. So what if another, like, there are two girls. just look it away from me. You do make peach juice, like... Isn't that what you call it? I don't, I don't really want to get into this. <laughs> it's called Sneaky Pete. Oh, Sneaky Pete. Yeah. 
Wow. This uh, is no uh, more questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a drink you make for your birthday. Yes. Yes. I make a Why punch. are you so uncomfortable about this? <laughs> because this is has nothing to do with what we're talking about. He asked you what you do on the weekends. And yeah. I, so let's say you're at a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. And um, somebody else. Uh, I'll give you an example. I uh, in the park uh, in Prospect Park. You can either sign up for the areas or you can get there first and claim it. Yes. I get there first and claim it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other p- group try to come up to us and be like, hey, I was like, your p- paper means nothing. I was here at 6 a.m. Use that other paper. So you fight with them. You don't say, yeah. like, there's grill enough yeah. for all of us. Yeah, exactly. So imagine, if you will, right? right? You get there first. Mm-hmm. You got one of those picnic tables in Prospect Parks, one of the ones near the grill. Right. I assume it's just off the picnic house is where we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you're there. You got that ready, but like you can't get that grill started. Your power is not as strong as it used yeah, to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then a bunch of fucking maniacs and animal masks come up and they're like, We'd like to use this place and we've brought fire. There you go. And you're like, No, you get out of here? Yeah, I'm like, go fuck yourself. And then they kill you and eat you. And they're yeah, like, but at least I go out fighting my own turns. I don't give them the knives to then stab me with them. But then they're like, what is in Sneaky Pete? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I have them. Yeah. Oh, Tables turned. What is in Sneaky Pete? Uh, uh, never revealed. Never revealed? Yeah. And it changes every year. Oh, th- that's not a recipe. Like all great chefs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember. It changes all the time. Yep. Is my recipe. Great. Uh, so we have this thing going on in the woods. We'll uh, jump through some of the things that's going on there. While that's going on, Harvey heads to the carnival with a gun. With, with his magic wand. A rifle. A rifle to find out what's going on with Roz. Uh, so we get the Carnies and the Coven. They're very politely, nervously facing off. The first thing that happens is Elspeth is like, should we pray to Lilith? And everybody pauses for a moment. And they're like, no, we don't have to do that right now. The Carnies, that's the first note to them that something is off with this coven. Uh, Sabrina and Nick talk to the snake lady who asks, she's like, oh, you've been having uh, sex with other people, right? And sort of needles them right yeah. there. Uh, also, Sabrina and Cutting the bread hard. Yeah. yeah. Hard cutting after uh, that. The carnival barker is talking to Zelda and Ambrose, uh, and they kind of talk about where are you from, and they're like, oh, we're sort of from everywhere from the earth, but we're thinking maybe we'll settle down roots here, which, again, is digging right into what's going on with Zelda right now in particular. Uh, and then Hilda, uh, Hilda talks to the fortune teller lady, who asks if she's a weaver, and she's like, yeah, I guess I have a weaver, sees a spider, tells her that he keeps the spider as pets, and the fortune teller's like, pets, they're not pets, they belong to the earth, and, and casts some sort of spell on her. I yeah. know, and I'm we didn't... super nervous about that. Yeah, what do you think, spiders in her brains? Probably. Brain spiders. spiders. Brain oh, spiders. That or, like, spiders are going to attack her in her sleep. Oh, something like that. Or well, she's getting spider power. She's going to become spider Or spider she's, no, like, anytime she sees a spider, she won't try to... Yeah, if it's a curse, she'll become Spider-Man, but she'll be Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Ooh, horrifying. Yes. Well, Everybody eats a couple spiders a year. Maybe she's just going to eat one more. It's yeah. a snapple Is that true? Fact, I feel it's, like... It's a snapple fact, and it's eight. In your lifetime, you I'll eat tell you eight. what. I don't want to open up something I'm drinking and find out facts about spiders. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, I don't want Snapple to know how I sleep. <laughs> Get out of my bedroom, Snapple. A lot of questions there. I f- sometimes feel like I'm in a thruple with my wife and uh, Snapple. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Snapple thruple? Snapple thruple. Snapple thruple. Snapple thruple. Snapple thruple. 
so uh, after that, uh, let's see where we are. Uh, the Spellmans are basically have had enough, and they decide to conjure a storm to get rid of everybody. Very passive aggressive. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work, but the Cardi dude notices it and is like, hmm, they're weak. I think yeah. we could take care of them. At which point, they completely screw everything up. Dorcas is trying to do a bone sesh with mm-hmm. Nick. Again, yep. that card pops right up on that writer's room wall. And again, what a great bad boy line he has here. This is also my motto. Get lost, Dorcas. I'm not in the mood. That's your motto? That's my motto. Dorcas <laughs> always cr- try to crawl up on dim nuts? Yeah. <laughs> What is happening? Thank you for saying dem nuts. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so uh, Nick uh, wants her to get lost, at which point she gets bit by a snake. The snake lady sucks the poison out of her leg, at which point Nick rips the snake in half. Is <laughs> like, no problem, took care of this. He was so proud of himself. In all of his tough times, this was a moment of pure happiness. He's like, look what I did. This snake's in two pieces now. <laughs> yeah. His expression is so funny. And I don't want to throw our heroes under the bus here. They really screw up across the board yes, with these cards. they are bad. They're just not good at this. No. Uh, so not that they bring this on themselves. They, they don't do. Deserve, but they do. Like, they cause this. Yes. Uh, so at this point, the Cardis are pissed. Uh, they say they worship the old gods that are here first, and they're very upset about it. Meanwhile, Harvey goes to the carnival and finds a bunch of stone statues in the snake lady's chambers, freaks out, uh, then back to the coven. They're worried about the pagans. And then we get the big fight in the episode. Nick snaps at Sabrina. Stomps off, uh, which I feel like Nick in this scene goes from bad boy to bad boy. He's such a pouty little boy in this scene. Well, but in for the first half, and then he actually, this is a great scene. It's so good. So well acted from yeah. Gavin Leather- Leatherwood and Kieran Schichta. Uh, very hard to watch. Yeah. Because we've been kind of like playing around the nastiness and the heartache of what's happening in this relationship. But this is the turning point. Yeah. Very much so. And I love the way it's sort of like Nick has mixed up pleasure and pain in his life because he is both in love with Sabrina and also very angry at her. And so it's all just a mess in his head right Dude, now. when he says you weren't worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote down that line because he's lashing out at her and saying, uh, I went to hell. I was tortured every day. They ripped out my tongue. I never slept. It was a constant wrestling match. Uh, Lucifer, your father was in my head. I see you. I see your father when I see you. I did it to protect you, and you aren't worth it. Hoof. And she was like, you don't know what you're saying right now. You're so just... harsh. So and that's cold. true. Like, she is letting him kind of blow off steam a little bit, which is super nice of her to be like, all right, I'm not going to kind of really take this to heart because you're just venting. I mean, you've been through so much shit. Yeah. Like, and he kind of gets into it. Like, yeah, you can't imagine what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the scene where he... He talks. Nick sort of alludes to the fact that he's jealous of Harvey. Like yes. he, he thinks that Sabrina is going to end up yeah. with him. And this moment is where I was really like, "Oh, this season is about Sabrina and Harvey um, losing their virginity together." Yeah, I think so too. I think that's definitely where and we're heading. Towards. Like you said, it'll be like a Wonder Years thing. Well, they do it in the barn. Exactly, because yeah. it's a long way around the barn. Yeah. Do they do it in the barn on Wonder Years? Yes, oh, it's yeah, actually a great. Winnie and yeah. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, it's a raining. They get stuck in a barn. Oh. They do it. They're yeah. in oh, the hay like animals. <laughs> <laughs> They're rutting like animals. 
<laughs> was this your fanfic? Is that what's going on? No, this is real. This is real fic. Yeah, wow. I love it. I mean, I sure uh, my fanfic. I really got into it to be a fly on that white writer's room wall when they finally put up that bone sash card. You know, that oh, took yeah. a lot of seasons to build to her. Yeah, it really did. Uh, while this is going on, while Nick is laying into Sabrina and then the- drinking out of a flask. The ultimate bad boy move. Oh my god! Not even a bottle. Like he, that probably has absinthe in it as well. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Uh, While that's going on, Agatha and Dorcas are doing their best to fix everybody else's messes, and they are the definitely the crack duo you want on the case. Yes. Well, also it was upsetting that no one cared about them later. Yes. Agreed. It was very odd. <laughs> they were, they were like, like, hey, you've got to send that to smooth things over. Then nobody cared hours how it went. later. They're like, don't worry about it. Got to get our powers back. Yeah. yeah. No, the whole point was they were going to save the day. And all of a sudden, you don't care about that well, plan anymore. They should not have trusted. Nobody no. checks so in. Dorcas takes a mood cake uh, to apologize. Uh, she is wandering through the woods. She sees a bunch of snakes crawling around his tree and screams. Agatha is following her. And the best way to tail someone is to stumble blindly behind them in high heels. Yes. (laughs) And then not pay attention to where they go because you hear a flute. Yes. Well, Agatha, she gets charmed. She clearly gets charmed. You see a glow around her. By some sort of pan man. Well, yeah, it's the Carnival Barker, which we saw in a vision in the previous episode, is also some sort of Padman. Uh, the way that he's doing that, that is very big John Hamm using the saxophone on SNL energy. Yeah. Like, just doing, like, holding the pad flute with one and waving that other hand in yeah. the air and kind of shaking fun. his hips. Getting loose. Very funny. Uh, obviously, things go badly for Agatha after that. I don't know. She's having a pretty good time. You think so? Dorcas definitely gets the raw deal here. Yeah, right? sure. And it is like she's like, "Who are you?" And it's like, "It's the Snake Lady who was just sucking <laughs> right. on your you leg." Just, you just right. saw. Her. You just saw. Her. She she sucked on your leg. There are too many snakes in this episode. There t- like there's too much snake stuff going. Yeah, on. Pete, do you have that problem where you forget people who sucked on your leg? Nope. A couple of minutes later. <laughs> Don't have that oh, problem. Okay. Nice. Uh, so there you hear it, folks. If you ever want to suck on a leg, suck on Pete's leg. He'll remember your name. That's, That's right. nice. Sneaky Pete. Yes. And I'll respect you afterwards. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so what? I'm being serious. Uh, I don't know. It was weird the way you said that. Yep. Uh, so uh, <laughs> after all of that, uh, Nick approaches Lucifer, and Lucifer's like, I'm going to bestow a most delicious gift on you. I love it when they say that. Yeah. Always a delightful line. Uh, and he offers him dragon tears and another drug and says, I will give you these. These are the real deal, bro. Just one taste, and you'll you're going to go high, nuts. You'll never have to come down. Yes. So uh, it's going to kill him. He's going to kill him, and all you need to do is one favor. And that's kind of what Nick wants. He just wants to die at this point. Meanwhile, the rest of the coven, minus Agatha, Dorcas, and Nick, who they don't seem to care about too much, yep. is all lying under the moon. Hilda does a very nice prayer and talks about what Mother Moon means. Yep. They all yeah. start turning blue and glowing, and they're very so happy cool. about Juiced it. So cool. Juiced up. That moon juice is dripping all over them. All that delicious moon juice. And the pagans, meanwhile, they cut a sigil in the moon cake, and then they start eating the moon cake, and we see chunks being taken out of the moon. This was cool. That was very cool. They shut the moon all the way down. They did. Uh, And I don't remember. I think it's Ambrose who says it, who says, oh, no, I believe someone is swallowing the moon. Yeah. They very much know what's going on. Yes. And they're all in this high-stakes situation. In their underwear. Yeah. Right. Which I'm I'm down. I'm here for that. Yeah, I was here for that, too. Uh, Harvey returns, finds out Roz has been turned into stone like deuced. the rest of the... Uh, she's been... Deuced. Deuced. You keep saying it wrong. Uh, and then the coven is panicking 
They head back to the school for safety. They're like, we're under attack. But they find there are snakes in their beds. And they freak out. Turns out... There's motherfucking snakes. There's motherfucking bed. Uh, they find out the pagans are outside. They're in the fog. I believe it's Melvin who tells them. Of course. Another one. Bad big, news, Melvin. Bad news, Melvin. The original bad boy, Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad uh, news they boy. find out, and the pagans say, hey, your time is over. You have three days to decide to join us, or there's going to be blood sacrifice. See you later. And it turns out that left in the fog is Agatha, who is dancing strangely and cackling, and Dorcas, the hero of the show, has been turned into a statue. Oh. And that's heartbreaking. When when they see Dorcas, that's where they realize they need to act. Yes. They're like, we got to save her. Now, real quick, what do you think? Why don't they just join the pagans? What's the downside there? Uh, It's giving up their religion. Like, why don't you become Jewish? (laughs) They've been... They're hurting people in the town. (laughs) They're, They're hurting people in the town. You could have apples and honey. That's a pretty good power. I'm into that. I, yeah. I mean, I, I like mean, they're delicious. I got to tell Jewish you. Jewish food is very, very good. Yeah. Latkes, matzo ball soup. Great I'm, stuff. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. But here's what the thing. What are you nodding? I can, no, I can no, eat that no, already. No, no. You're being an I, anti-Semi right now. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Only <laughs> about the food. <laughs> What's yeah. the big deal? It's just the food. Ooh, good. You're, you're turning Jewish by the second. No, I was, that Name was doing one? Larry David. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. I'm not going uh, But I guess Where that's... Where are you going with this, Pete? Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll take this off, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. Um, they've already given up their religion. They stopped worshiping the Dark Lord. Right. They are lost. with they, They're literally just craving the power they used to have. They don't right. have any beliefs, it seems like. They're willing to worship the moon briefly just for the power. Sure. So, like... They could easily just be like, all right, we'll be pagans now. Yeah, I guess they could do that. You but it feels just, like that's a step. That's a step too far for them. It you seems can't that just way. join some random cult that runs up on you in the woods. I don't know. That's how I joined the several cults I've been <laughs> oh, a member of. Um, I don't know. better it, cults, bro. It just struck me. I'm doing fine. It just struck me as um, odd uh, how they, they're like, we would never do that. We need to find a diff- slightly different thing for us to worship. Sure. And when they're being threatened with their lives. Well, I think, I mean, this is what they're going to be struggling with going forward, probably. Uh, just a couple of last things to wrap up the episode here. Uh, Zelda decides they need to take the step to free the Dark Lord and to get their power back. They're like, well, it'll be bad, but that's better yes. than what's going on here. Crazy. Uh, Sabrina's like, let me talk to my daddy. I got this in the bag. And when she gets down there, it turns out Nick is lying in the circle. ODing. ODing on Dragon's Tear and whatever the other thing was and uh, having a seizure, basically. And that's mm-hmm. how we had the episode. Pretty messed up for everybody. Everybody is in very dire straits here. Before we wrap up this episode of Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, though, which witch reigns supreme this episode Pete, hit us with your choice. I'm going with Madam Satan. She was the only one who didn't let me down in this episode. Hilda let me down. Zelda let me down. Sabrina let me down. Madam Satan, the only one keeping it 100 in this episode. She was barely in this episode. She still kept it 100. Okay. Uh, Who kept it 100 for you, (laughs) Justin? I'm so glad we're using that term. Uh, Very Larry Wilmore of you. Yeah, Um, man. Um, Shout out to the Wilmore, dude. Love that guy. Uh, Great show. Uh, when is that on again? <laughs> oh, come wow. on, man. Okay, that was rude. Tough time. That was, was too far. Tough it was. Time. Larry, I know you religiously listen to this podcast. I'm Huge sorry. Sabrina fan. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
t- I agree. It is a tough call. Everyone was yeah, mostly making their, mistakes. They were, yeah, they were off their game this app. Um, but I'm going to throw it out to, I feel like I did this last episode, Ambrose. Um, he's okay. the one who cracks the case, realizes they're, why they're being depowered. He's the research guy. He's he the only one. Time he, in hell. he loves hell. He's the one that knows he has to go to his books. Um, I got to say, though, uh, as I'm saying that, I feel like Dorian really behaved as much himself as he possibly could in this episode. And he was having a blast. I got to give a shout out to Nick in this episode. Like, he's making some really bad decisions, but from an acting perspective, loved what Gavin Leatherwood was doing here. Uh, His, as we talked about, his speech to Sabrina just cut to the core completely. It's such a hard way. And if anybody is keeping it 100, it's that guy. Now, are you saying that because he's probably dead and we'll never see him again? And that's why he's not you want to give him a shout out. He's before not dead. He's gone. He's not dead. Come on. Come on. He's bad. Yeah. He's not dead. He's, he's too bad, bad to be dead. Yeah. Even if he goes to hell, he'll get him back again or something like that. All right. He's yeah. bad to the bone, Sesh. Ooh, I like it. And if you like it, oh, <laughs> you should support it. <laughs> you should support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. We do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll definitely chat with you about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We don't have dedicated social feeds for Sabrina, but you can check out our Riverdale feeds. Riverdale Dark on Twitter. Riverdale After on Instagram. Riverdale After Dark on Facebook. Uh, Also, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Please do comment on iTunes and the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina feed in particular. That helps us out quite a bit for this show and we really appreciate it comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more and we'll see you for the next bone chest with an edible arrangement in hand oh my god <laughs>